Welcome into another episode of Batch Bros Respect the Rose. It's the show that has one guy that knows absolutely too much about this reality television show and one guy that knows absolutely nothing, but we do have one thing in common. We both respect the Rose. Hey there, welcome back into Batch Bros Respect the Rose. Episode six, aka five more episodes than we thought we'd get. <laughs> Eric K with a C here, 27. David C, 44. You know, we, we we thought about keeping the ages off of it, but you know, it's it's rude to reveal a woman's age, but not a guy's not age. A guy's so we're age, good to apparently. go. I felt a little bit bad revealing your age, David. Nah, that's okay. It's unfortunate this isn't a video uh, podcast because people would then be impressed with the fact that I'm 44. But I'll take it. Hey, I look a lot younger than I than I uh, than I actually am, though. So there. I we was go. gonna say to let people behind the scenes, I'm 27, he's 44, and we both have the same hair. So that tells you <laughs> everything you need to know. Uh, and it's better than Brendan's. We'll just put it that way. Yeah, and Blake's. Blake Loki has some baldness going on, and the at the back of his dome. I know that just sounds like jealousy from your part, but yeah. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> All right. If you're just joining the show for the first time, you've got to catch up first. We've got five previous episodes to listen to, but what we do here is we recap the show. You kind of understood from the intro there. I am David. I'm the guy that knows very little to absolutely nothing about this show. I've probably watched a total of two hours and uh, 15 minutes of this season so far. I go to Twitter to get my knowledge from this and then Eric basically corrects me when I'm wrong, but we call it hashtags of the heart and the right reasons recap. And that's where we start with the show. First one I will go to, we'll just go ahead and get this one out of the way. Operation Whoa, Whoa. Yeah, I think that's all we're allowed to say since we're trying to keep it in PG. We literally have to keep it at Operation Whoa, Whoa. And by the way, David, don't sell yourself short. You're just spark notes. You're a very effective tool. Yeah. For high schoolers and college kids who didn't read the book. And for the old people out there, I actually, Operation WoWo for us would be the contest from Seinfeld. I actually looked this up, season four, episode 11. If you know what the contest is, that's Operation WoWo in reality television terms. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really know what else I can say about it that won't, that won't <laughs> cause us to get canceled more by our employer than anything else. Was there any so resolution guess, to this or was it only brought up in the very beginning of the show? It was brought up in the very beginning and Blake mentions how he's having a hard time with Operation Wobo when he talks to Katie. But outside of that, I don't think it gets mentioned again. It was literally just a show filler for 15 minutes. It was very entertaining. We got uh, Connor to list off a bunch of different nicknames that I didn't even know was a real thing. Uh, so it, it, we got a little bit of humor out of it at the least and the guy's reactions were great listen we can't explain what it is because again we got to keep it as pg as we can here for the kids on batch bros respect the rose we respect the rose and we respect all listeners here but <laughs> if you want to all you gotta do is watch what david did which is like the first 10 minutes of the episode and you can kind of fill in the blank and your eyes there. will bug out like justin's no doubt all right, I think they put the uh, comic relief in the beginning of this thing because of all of the uh, the crying that appeared to uh, happen. The first thing when I logged on for hashtags of the heart, the very first thing was like three pictures of cats crying. And I knew that was not a good sign 
for Connor B. I mean, yeah, that's we're, not we're what you jumping. We're jumping from the beginning of the episode <laughs> right to about the end of the episode. Well, I, well, um, if you if you want to hold off, no, I've got no, some that's fine. Right middle, we'll, we'll go right into it. Upset of the year, I think. Uh, yeah, asked me in week one. Not only the fact that Connor went home this early, but the fact that I personally would be devastated by the fact that Connor went home. I saw him the week one, and my eyes rolled back into my head just with the, oh, God, another musician who's masquerading as a middle school teacher before he finds his fame and gets a music career out of this. But no, Connor B could not have been any more of the opposite of that. Just a really, really good dude. We thought for a while there was rolling. Because him and Katie had a really good connection from night one because of the aforementioned cat suit. Hadn't got a one-on-one. And all this, despite the fact that he hadn't had a one-on-one all season. So he'd been doing this in the context of group dates. I had hopped on board because on episode one, I just, I would, I would refuse to recall, call him by his first name. I just called him the cat guy or cat man or whatever. I, I didn't want any part of the guy. I figured if you're wearing a cat suit, you're not going to be long for the show. But he was in my final four last week, so... I had op- obviously hopped on board as well, and uh, while not, not us, crying, every every guy in the house, I think, the was house. emotionally affected. I think, and it just shows Connor B was just a really good dude behind all the corniness and dad jokes. Which, by the way, if you have a second, go watch him come up with sushi dad jokes just off the top of the dome. It is extremely impressive. But really, I think Katie set him up to fail here a little bit. I'm blaming Katie for this. We haven't had a one-on-one all season. And she was concerned about the fact that they were just kind of friends. She friend-zoned him a little bit, which is interesting because the reason Katie went home on Matt's season was the fact that he just thought they were really good friends and they never built that romantic connection. So it's interesting how it all ties back around and Katie gets friend-zoned and now she friend-zones one of the front runners. But she set him up to failure. He hadn't had a one-on-one all year, right? She was worried about the relationship being more than just friends. So what does she do for their one-on-one, David? She takes them on a double date. Come on. (laughs) She could not have hurt him anymore in terms of his chances if she tried. To clarify even more, he didn't even have to wait for the rose ceremony. He just just saw the writing on the wall and just headed back to uh, go teach. No, no, because here's how how one-on-ones work. So one-on-ones, you either get a rose or you go home. I didn't it's realize just, that. It's just the the rose rate for people on one-on-ones is so high that people I don't think people realize that there's another even option. I mean, the guys even mentioned it. We just assumed with the rate that we had seen guys going one-on-ones get roses. We just assumed Connor B was going to come home with a rose. But Katie, he was all ready to go on the night portion of the date. And what Katie had said is, I'm going to give him one more kiss to see if there's a spark. And funny enough, it was the first kiss like all season that Connor didn't ask awkwardly, can I kiss you? So I thought the man was on a roll. Apparently not. Apparently he struck out again because before he saw the running on the wall because he had a suit on ready to go to the night portion, which is where you wear yeah. your elegant dinnerware. And Katie came into it, knocked on his door wearing like a sweatshirt oh and like leggings. And I think this at that is point, devastating. I didn't knew. even realize this is how this whole thing went. Oh my gosh. So is she is she nice for doing this? Is she is she the good guy for doing this not in front of everybody else or is she the chicken? I think it's a little of both that she didn't she was afraid to do it in front of everybody just because she knew how frustrated they might be with her. I don't yeah, this Yeah, but it's the one-on-one. You have to make a decision. You can't you you, you have to so either just give, him say yes. or not give him a rose. Give him a rose. Oh, so 
Oh my gosh, that makes. But then he then he moves on another. I know, I know. Well, string him along. I don't know. He he really. I think he knew at the end of that. He knew at that point. He's like, oh, I know what's going on here. And he was a gentleman all the way all the way through. You got to give Connor B that. But yeah, apparently she just never felt the spark when they kissed. But I really think like if you're gonna give him one more shot, and then you take him on a double date on his one one on one, like I just think you're setting him up for failure. That's right. like a that's like a I'm worried about the fact that we're just friends. So I'm gonna kind of guard our one on one by bringing shields, human shields, uh, on the date as well. So is this is this the point where your uh, balding Blake shows up? Is it after this? Uh... Yeah, and then Blake just I mean all the other guys were distressed, and Blake comes in full. Uh, what '80s movie was this? He with the boombox outside the house. Full say anything, John Cusack. He just shows up with it. Yeah, yeah. And he plays some cheesy song on it. Blake was like, "Good riddance." Like, I'm a slide in, and within like a kitty was sobbing in her room, and he comes out, and within 30 seconds of TV time, they're making out. I was like, "Geez, man, way to just dance on Connor's grave." That goes gets to another hashtag, and I know you'll give me the uh, right reasons here. Katie makes me want to puke from that whole thing to hashtag Katie pukes. Why is Katie puking? Katie pukes. Oh yes. And by the way, horrible audio. They, they literally, the, the bachelor camera people literally stand outside of the restroom, like zoomed in on the women's part of the restroom to clearly show that she's in the restroom. Just like with the natural audio of her, just dry heaving things that I will never get out of my brain. <laughs> no matter how hard I try to wash them out. So on the group date, they do this kind of roast session. Okay. And everyone uses this as a chance to just toss Hunter out up and hit him out of the park kind of thing. As they, they should. all go after Hunter. In the one-on-one portions of the group date, Aaron, surprise. <laughs> Trey, surprise. And then Box Guy all use their portions to just talk about how Hunter's fake. So obviously the first dude, not surprising. And so this kind of messes Katie's brain up and she gets a little sick mentally, emotionally, physically. And so she, that's where the puke, puking aspect comes from. And that comes back to bite those guys as well. That's Which all I funny. have from the hashtag. At the rose ceremony, this is interesting because I don't think we've ever seen, at least in the time I've been watching it since JoJo's season, I've never oh, seen Oh, I remember batch- JoJo's season, yeah. Because Jordan Rogers, exactly. Yeah, Jordan brother Rogers. of Aaron was yeah, the winner that season. I totally don't uh, remember that, but yeah, great Vandy quarterback killed Missouri one year. Uh, but regardless, at the rose ceremony, she sends home everyone who was involved in drama in any way. Hunter gone, gone. Aaron gone, Trey gone, Box Guy gone. Never seen that before. Where all four people who were involved in the drama in any way, shape, or form gone. Even if that means keeping Brendan the Canadian, who has no business of being <laughs> amongst this final group whatsoever, because they have no connection. I've never heard them honestly talk. I haven't seen them talk to each other in three weeks. Say what you want about Aaron and Trey I, and Hunter. They had more of a connection with her than Brendan. So it's just her clearly being like, if you, even if you tell me something and you're just involved in it, I'm just going to take, I'm just sending everyone home, which you know what? good i was you remember a couple weeks <laughs> yeah. ago i was on andrew s's side of this whole thing and i i really think trey thought oh it worked that time it's gonna work again 
and this time it backfires. It's like, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, well, you can't get fooled again. Go home. Yes, exactly. And then the other part of the episode that we didn't mention, I'm starting to ramble a little bit, so feel free to interject, is your guy Justin got the other one-on-one. No facial expressions. Yeah, that, that was one hashtag that I forgot to get to. I actually saw part of that. Were they just practicing their wedding? I, did, I didn't really yeah, understand they, that. Yeah, the, the, the one-on-one date was they dressed up as if they were doing their at their wedding. Who does and that on had, a date? They had a, I know, it's ridiculous. I was not a, and they wrote wedding vows. I mean, that is so extreme and so intense and so bachelor, slash bachelorette. If anyone did that, imagine if anyone did that on our first date, you would there block would, you would block them on yeah. every social media. You block their number. You would never talk to them again. And if you saw them in public, you would like go to your phone or like sneak into the bathroom just to avoid them. That yeah, there would be some sort of uh, restraint order put in <laughs> against them if they if if they tried to get you to if you tried to dress up in a wedding gown and a tux first date. And write vows. Although I, I really think it was a mischance by Justin to not write anything and just do his vows and facial expressions. <laughs> Show his emotion and purely facial expressions. Well, he, he's clearly moving on, so he must be doing something right. All right, it's time, I think, for us to move on. If I've missed anything, I apologize. But it's time for our rose and thorn of the week. I'll go first. It's a sentimental rose for me. He grew on me. He's a cat guy. He's no longer with us, but I'm going to miss Connor. He's getting my rose because he had more love, I think, than Katie has from all these guys. From all of the crying that I saw on social media, he won everybody over. He's getting my rose as he gets uh, booted off the show, unfortunately. But good news for him. He's going to be on Paradise, apparently, and that dude is going to clean up (laughs) on Paradise. He is going to be the person everyone wants when they get down to Mexico. My rose, surprise, surprise, goes to Greg. This has got to be a record. My goodness. I <laughs> Listen, Greg can't – who else am I supposed to give the rose to this week? I know. Who well, I, did anything? I, that's true. And I guess the, the one thing I did see from Greg, you know, telling little, uh, little Taylor Lautner he wasn't about all that drama and then sharing it with the other guys. And, you know, the thing for him is he shared it with the other guys and it ended up costing box guy – and everybody else, their uh, their time in the house. Greg also, Greg and Katie have also both said this past episode that they were falling for each other. So Greg continues to just steamroll the competition, uh, no matter no matter what, and look like a, a, a clear Final Four favorite. And speaking of Final Four, something that got Hunter in trouble. He had an, apparently he's huge into the Bachelor, like a super fan on like Reddit forums. He had told Greg his final four list. First of all, he stole our segment, so he deserves to go home for that. For plagiarism. <laughs> Secondly, he got caught scheming his final four, which the guys did not like. Thirdly, it was a freezing cold take because I actually do remember some of those guys, which included him being in the final four. So not not going to happen, Hunter. I don't, I don't, I don't remember that. And you can, and I will not, I refuse to remember that. <laughs> my thorn of the week. I think he's probably going to be the, my thorn for eternity is Blake. I, I just don't like swooping in. And on top of that, you tell me the, the, uh, he uses the whole say anything. 
oh, look, Connor's going this way. I'm just going to slide in the back door. And, uh, yeah, I'm not a Blake fan. And it's very unfortunate because I think we're going to have Blake for however many episodes are left in this show. Yeah, respect the biz, Blake. Come on. <laughs> respect your fallen brother. <laughs> Fly the rose flag at half mass for at least the night, Blake. Come on. Don't use it just because of the whoa or whatever segment. Don't, 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 don't take that. Don't take advantage of that. Operation Whoa Whoa Blake. Whoa 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 yes. Whoa. Respect the Whoa Whoa Blake. I, my my thorn goes to Katie this week. Like I told you, I thought she set Connor up to fail. Not yeah. again. Not only sending them home. By the way, this he's just a friend came completely out of the blue. Either incredible editing by the producers, which is what I'm going to assume, or else Katie just randomly brought this up all of a sudden. But I really. Thing and I will stand by this. She set Connor up to fail. Finally, gets a one on one. It's his last shot to really impress. You talk about how much you want this one on one time to figure out if there's a spark, and you bring him on a double date with two people who are literally Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tartik, who are literally engaged. So, you literally like, how is he supposed to live up to that? I don't know. I think in the long run, just looking at it, would you agree that Michael? Greg and Connor are very similar individuals and you can't have all three of those guys make it to the final. And you basically have to weed out which one you think is the, uh, the one that you have the least interest in. And maybe that's what she did. I guess, but I don't know. Katie gets my thorn this week. Cause I just, you know, we, we, we stand Connor B in this household. So anything that she does to hurt him, she gets the thorn all day, every day. Now it's time for the final four. We close out Batch Bros. Respect the Rose as we always do. I will rattle off my four. I clearly had to change it this week. I guess I could just leave Connor in there, but that would make absolutely no sense. He gets, s- an honor- he gets an honorary place in our final four because legends never die. There you go. Michael A., Greg, both shedding tears for him. Blake stays in my final four, and I slide Justin in there, who has been in my final four before. He was not last week. I replaced him with Blake, but Justin takes over for Connor B. Yeah, also, Michael A., low-key moment that I don't think a lot of people a lot of people uh, under saw, maybe. Uh, again, I wasn't watching it live, so maybe there was more live tweet about this. He went full European with the kiss on the cheek to Connor B. when he I got did, eliminated. Yeah, yep. Uh, that was part of the hashtags. Okay, so maybe there was more acknowledgement of that. My final four, which my final fours are aging like milk right now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, Michael A., Greg, Blake, and man, it, like the drop-off between those three and everybody else is that it's deep. Uh, I'm just going to go with Andrew S. He has been in a final four of mine before so just to have something different uh yeah. it's the bat it's the battle of of michael s versus justin only yeah, but- only one could survive or maybe none of them who really knows with katie's decision when brendan random randomly ends up brandon brandon and his stupid hair ends up in the final four <laughs> and they his gotta tattoos. Fly, they, got, they, they gotta fly his family down from like quebec or wherever he's from no no disrespect to canada we oh, love no. our neighbors up north None. I mean, they opened the doors for the Toronto Blue Jays starting uh, but July 30th. So welcome yeah, home. Blue I Jays. love Toronto. I love Toronto as a city. It's just, just a far journey. Listen, I love I love our neighbors up north, but there's a bachelor and bachelor at Canada. Know your boundaries. Like 
Come on, <laughs> stay in your lane. Know your borders, I think is a better way to put that. Yes. Uh, and once again, as always, thanks to everybody that's that are spending the time to follow, subscribe, and rate this wonderful podcast. And everybody that has emailed in to batchbrospod at gmail.com, we appreciate all of your comments and concerns about how this fine podcast is going. We we would love to read some of those right now, but we've just run out of time and and I don't know that there are that many in there anyway. And there are definitely emails. Don't fact check that. Yes, 100%. All right, we are down to seven, right? Seven bachelors still alive. I can't wait. I'm not, to... I'm not, I'm not good at math. Don't ask me about it's, that. I'm pretty sure it's seven. So next week in episode seven of Batch Bros, Respect the Rose, I, I can't wait to uh, see how this whole thing unfolds. Because again, I don't know how many people are eliminated each show. I, it, I'm just confused. Five people the last show. It doesn't make any sense to me, but it's been a fun journey, Eric. I appreciate your time tonight, and I look forward to another episode of Batch Bros next week. It's the show where one guy knows absolutely too much about the show, another guy that knows absolutely nothing. But as always, both of us respect the rose. We respect the rose. <laughs>